Hello? What's your least favorite scary movie? They're all going to laugh at you. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all of your favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are continuing on with our prom month Woo-hoo. with a very special movie. We have Carrie. So. Today. Along with this, we must make a very special announcement, which uh-huh. is happy birthday to our listener, Nikki. Yes, happy birthday. Uh, Nikki reached out to us a little bit ago, and um, unlike so many people on social media that just see what's your least favorite scary movie and comment movies they hate. <laughs> That's stop, actually. Uh, okay. I haven't had one of those in a long time. It doesn't um, mean that people don't think that, but like, man, yeah, I should tell them what my favorite, what my least favorite one is. <laughs> yeah, she emailed us and said that 1976 Carrie is her favorite, and uh-huh. she has been waiting patiently for us to cover it and would really love for us to cover it, and her birthday happens to fall on a Thursday this year, mm-hmm. and... I was like, you know what? It would be fun to cover Carrie. And then I said, Travis, can we do a prom month? And you said, boy golly, that sounds fun. Yeah. So, so uh, here thank we you, are. Nikki. This whole theme month is all because of your suggestion. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of what can happen if you guys, you, you know, quote sh- some ideas our way for DMs what you all yeah. slide into the DMs as or the email. children say. She did both. She yeah. uh, went to the IM, the DM, and the DMV. And. <laughs> Uh, the email and she let us know but uh yeah i mean yeah just tell us yeah. do you want to front with this thing with our socials just to get that yeah we'll go there? ahead and do it because my second announcement is that our to be or not to be was on sunday and we always forget to do patreon shout outs oh my god we forgot on to be or not to be so we'll go ahead and we'll pop those up right over here <sighs> let's do it um so first of all you can find us on patreon if you want to support us that way <laughs> Um, like the cool cats, Eric and BB of Shaken Not Scared, uh-huh. Joe, as is his full name, Michael, and Amber. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Yes, and you can find us on all of our social medias for free, mm-hmm. um, such as Facebook, Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast, or Twitter, Least Favorite Pod. You can find us on our website, which is com, or you can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. Like Nikki did. Like Nikki did. Um, and you can be like any of the very kind reviewers that gave us five stars yeah. and left kind words we really appreciate those and it helps the algorithm like push us to other people who might like us yeah it helps so. and then it helps our egos and yeah yeah it makes guys... me feel good i have very low self-esteem guys <laughs> yeah we need you come on <laughs> travis is travis and talia are doing all they can to make yeah. me feel good about myself but we have two cats and everybody knows cats are assholes the cats and put you down yeah they're like you piece of shit because they're just hoping that like i the, if they neg me enough, I will feed them. Um, they're so wrong. What yeah. they're really doing is just breaking yeah. your spirit. Yeah, and then I just stay in bed longer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. With depression. <laughs> yeah, this is all true. I can verify all of this. The cats are bullies. Uh, okay. So, anyway. yeah. We're talking about Carrie today. and Not one of the many... I think that there are many remakes of this. Uh, um, there's a... Is it 90s or early 2000s? Um, early 2000s, I think. And then mm-hmm. there was the... 2010s. The 2010s. That's uh, Chloe, uh, Chloe Sevigny? No, no, different Chloe. That's the girl from Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I had only watched that one before we watched this one yesterday. 
So this was the first watch, I think, for us both, right? I've definitely watched part of it. I think everybody's seen scenes at least. But yes. this is our first full watch. Because I for sure, like, I've for sure seen the scene, some of the scenes of her and her mom where she's, like, being locked in the closet. Yeah. And obviously everybody's seen the ending scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the blood. Yeah. First time, definitely, like, uninterrupted watching it all the way through. Yeah. So, yeah, we're talking about the original today. Yes. And, 1976, uh, very shortly after the book came out. Yeah. And we'll talk about about some of that here in the next little bit. Okay. Um, but before we do that, I still have polls, <gasps> polls! to discuss. So polls, if polls, you um, polls, polls, were like those polls, cool patrons polls. that we talked about earlier, you can go in there and vote for our episode that we're going to cover. And Prom Night was our uh, our movie that was voted for this month. So we did a poll for that one. That was I last love week's you, episode. and I know you're winging this, but the syntax was all over the place. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you guys are getting like real Travis right here. Mm-hmm. This is genuine stuff. We've already been recording for an hour, so. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I'm like doing Night of the Demon type dialogue right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll hold yours if you hold mine. Mm-hmm, yeah. After we bowl eat a fuck. bowl of fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Let me try that again then. We got a poll results for last week's episode, which is on prom night. Yep. which was voted by our patrons mm-hmm. who are awesome. So, um that's our specifically our budget level patrons, yes, I believe. Our budget patrons mm-hmm. did that, yeah. So, the poll was, how do you find a prom date? So, over on Instagram, 43% would just ask their current partner. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh-huh. That's reasonable. 14% would choose their ex and would not take no as an answer. Okay, okay. I- our Wendy's, fourteen mm-hmm. percent would hitchhike. You know our uh, what, what was her name? Jude. Jude. Mm-hmm. Our Judes and Slicks. Mm-hmm. Seymours. Well, he didn't hitchhike. He picked up a hitchhiker. Yeah, but still. And technically, she wasn't even really hitchhiking. He participated yep. in the act yep. of hitchhiking. And your solos, or you know, going in a U-Haul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Twenty-nine yeah. uh, percent chose that it's a shame that we did our tv or not to be last weekend because we could have also added uh lip sync oh my god with yeah. five of your closest friends ah, <laughs> dude i wish it that <laughs> oh, okay okay never mind i can't talk about that anymore so we've be talking yeah about that we've nonstop. spent so much of our weekend talking about that scene okay <laughs> over on twitter zero percent would go with their current partner zero percent would take their ex 14% would hitchhike and 86% go solo in a U-Haul. That's All right. All right. Guess Twitter what, guys? living up to the stereotypes. <laughs> you know what, y'all? Not solo anymore. We're not all riding alone in the U-Haul by ourselves. We've got like a nice little group together yeah. going in the U-Haul. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, upgrade the U-Haul. Extra large. Mm-hmm. Throw some disco balls on back there. That is like another golf cart, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll ride into that. We'll make an entrance. Okay. So everybody come down the ramps of the U-Hauls, synchronized. Yep. One by one. Okay. There we go. That's, yeah. that's the opposite of what synchronized means, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I got to get out of here. Okay. Obviously, <laughs> I'm in the U-Haul because that was my story. <laughs> that's how I did my prom. Jesse, what would you do? Um, Junior and senior, I went with my boyfriend at the time. Okay. So current partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. There we go. Okay. Enough of all that stuff. Let's talk about our movie for this week, Carrie. Okay. So, 
Carey released uh, the 3rd of November, 1976. Okay. We watched it on Amazon Prime because like we, we thought- We own it. Yeah, we made the mistake of assuming that we actually had this on DVD, went over to the little shelf over there, and boy, we couldn't find we it. We Mandela effect ourselves. Yeah. Didn't, just didn't happen. So we had to rent it. It's okay. It was but, worth the $4. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, but as of today- May 14th, 2023, you can stream it if you have a subscription to Fubo TV, Showtime, or if you have DirecTV. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to rent it like we did, you can do that on Apple, Amazon, Vudu, Redbox, all for $3.99. Here's the thing with Amazon. <laughs> You're going to find about five different versions. Which is weird. 1976 will be the last two versions. Mm-hmm. One of them does not have a rental option, only a do you want to upgrade to Showtime option. You have to go to the other one, which will give you a rental option. They're both SD. Um, There's literally no distinction between them besides which buttons you get when you select the movie. The barrier for entry of this movie on Amazon is way too high. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know why they don't want people watching this, but they don't. It's especially frustrating (laughs) because we were willing to pay money for it. Um, yeah. Again, thank you to our patrons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, it's just you know, I get it. If it was free, maybe make me jump through some hoops. It's still kind of fucked up because I pay, you know, a significant amount of money per year for Prime, mm-hmm. uh, mostly for the shipping, but you know, occasional streaming perks. Yeah, I mean, you know, use it when you can. Yeah, you can watch the other versions on there. I think that they have the um, mm-hmm. the twenty ten or thirteen or whatever. Whenever it was, came out. it was definitely twenty twelve or later because we watched it together. Yeah, we watched it in theaters. So yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, I should. We watched it in theaters together. Yeah. Obviously, we've watched plenty of movies together that yeah. came out before we were together. But True. yeah, we saw it in theaters together. Okay, so this was written by Stephen King, who did the novel. And it was adapted into a screenplay by Lawrence D. Cohen. Okay. Directed by Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. With music by Pino Duregio. Duregio? Grigio? I think I fucked up with... I can't tell if I wrote an R or an N. I got very... It's got a nice curve to it that is confusing. <laughs> Mr. Yay, not me being confused by my handwriting. Okay, either way, Pino. Pino did it. Okay. Uh, special effects makeup. I say that every weekend. Pino did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Greg Auer did the special effects for this. Okay. All right, the cast. We have Sissy Spacek, who plays Carrie White. Piper Laurie plays Margaret White. William Catt plays Tommy Ross. Nancy Allen plays Chris Hargensen. Amy Irving plays Sue Snell. John Travolta hey. plays Billy Nolan. Through the power of Scientology. Yes, yes. <laughs> PJ Souls plays totally. Norma. And Betty Buckley plays Miss Collins. Okay. And I'm not jo- I'm not making a joke about the Scientology thing. I mean, I kind of am. Oh, Scientology is a joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's also a very harmful cult. But yeah. when we watched um, Devil's Reign Devil's Rain on Last Drive in last weekend, Joe, or two weekends ago, whenever, um, that was one of John Travolta's first film roles. And he was talking to another actress and he was feeling really discouraged and wondering if his acting career was always going to be like this. And she hands him a book by one L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> yeah. 
it's changed. <laughs> and the him. rest is history. You know what though? I mean, look at him afterwards. He actually kind of got successful afterwards. I mean, not it's... crediting Scientology for that, but maybe it changed. No, his whole... I mean it really could be due to Scientology. Cause... I mean, they have power. Yeah, yeah, they have influence. There's a lot of Scientologists in Hollywood, definitely, and they all yeah. seem to be very successful. Yeah, um, I really want to watch that that documentary by um, what is her name? She... Leah Remy. Yeah, Leah mm-hmm. Ramini. 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 I thought it was Remy. I don't know. You think? I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, Sam. Remy. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see him. Yeah, I, uh, I want to watch that because she's uh, she's. I gotta say, pretty I, intense about it. I didn't think John Travolta's acting was super strong in this movie. Just personally, I'm like, Maybe. damn, this guy went on to be a fucking a lister. How did that happen? Maybe he got better. I don't know. Uh, Truly, the only movie that I've watched him in where I haven't the whole time been like, "That's John Travolta," is Pulp Fiction, and even then, I'm kind of like, "That's John Travolta." When did Grease come out? Because that was his breakthrough, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be around this time, I would imagine. I don't know. They were all fucking 30 years old. So how old is he? I don't know. That is another (laughs) thing about this that I think is interesting that I want to point out. The age of some of these people. Mm -hmm. Sissy Spacek was in her late 20s. She was only two years younger than uh, Miss Collins. I I can believe that. That's crazy. She looks young. She looks like an actual like high schooler too. Yeah, which is crazy. Well, I think part of it is that they <clears throat> put the least amount of makeup they can put on her without her being washed out on screen. Yeah, but I mean, even at the prom, whenever she's so, like all made up, she still looks super young. Yeah, no, she definitely does. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, budget or buck Ted? I feel like this is. I'm not gonna say it's like super high budget, but it's not nothing. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Either low budget or high bug Ted. No in between. I mean, that's a pretty. Yeah, that's pretty much in between. Uh, okay, this is bug Ted. Okay. This um, so originally, whenever they were getting this thing going, they had a budget of one point six million. Oh wow! But they ended up upping it to one point eight. Wow. So yeah, one point eight million was Good the budget for, them for this to like make this on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Opening box office. So um, I don't have like the opening weekend, but by January 1978, it had grossed 14.5 million. Okay. And then at the end of its run, it made 33.8. Okay. So it did That's, pretty well. Yeah. It was a success. Yeah. Then them some Blumhouse numbers. Yeah, really. <laughs> they probably made their model off of like, let's just do like Carrie. Like, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. IMDb score of 7.4. Okay. Which is very high for this show. Yes. All right. We got three movies, and um, I mean, no real theme here, because okay. I think around this time, I was reading that horror was kind of exploding around this time, but still at the same time, you don't really have like a whole, yeah, a, a lot of stuff to choose from until you get into like the 80s. So the first movie that I chose, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, That's a fucking intense one. It's a weird one. Have yeah. you ever, have, have we watched it? I don't know if we watched the original, but we, we watched the remake, right? We watched the remake. And then I've had the original playing. I was going to say, I know I've seen bits and pieces of the original because like it'll be on, you know, one of those like. It's on Pluto. Yeah. I was going to say it's either on Pluto or, or I feel like they've had it on Shutter TV. Yeah. So uh, that came out Christmas Eve, 1976. Oh, okay. Fun yeah. for the whole family. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, had a budget of four hundred thousand, okay. and a worldwide gross of five million. IMDb score of six out of ten. Okay, that's a weird movie. That um, it's one of those movies. You know, some of these movies in this time, they um, they still have that like old feel to it. Like it feels like it could have been in the sixties or maybe even fifties. Yeah, no, that one definitely feels. This 50s. movie feels old as fuck. Yeah, um, but you know, some people like it. I I thought it was okay. From what I've seen. All right, moving on. Next up, we have Toby Hooper's follow-up to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's a movie called Eaten Alive. Ooh. Now, I have seen bits and pieces of this on Shudder, and this is one that I think would be a fun watch. Okay. And I can kind of paint the picture for you here. Let it be a surprise whenever we watch it. Okay, well, either way, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. It's... Robert England is in this. Okay. So a very young Robert England. And um, the guy, it, just think of um, the uncle, grandpa, dad, whatever, from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. And it's him running around with like a scythe instead, down in the bayou, I think, around Swamp. Okay. And uh, yeah, it, it seems interesting uh, from what I have seen. But that came out... October, I don't have an actual date. So question mark, 1976. Just sometime in October. Okay. Budget of 520000 No worldwide gross, but it has an IMDb score of 5.5. Okay. I'm interested to see that because Toby Hooper is pretty fucking good. Yeah, you're definitely a little Toby Hooper fanboy. I, I like some of his stuff. I'm not like full, like Texas Chainsaw and Funhouse. That's about it. Two movies. I guess if you can, I don't know. Wait, did he do body bags? He did a segment. He did, yeah, he did the segment in body bags. Okay, so yeah, I, I like his stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we've settled that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the final movie is The Omen. Oh, it's all for mm. you, Damien. Yeah, that was a big movie at the time, too. So that came out June 25th, 1976, budget of $2.8 million. And a worldwide gross of 60.9 million. IMDb score of 7.5. Okay. Guess what? I've never watched it. I don't think you have either, have you? No. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that one. We'll have to watch it sometime soon. Yes, absolutely. It looks interesting. I've I've heard it described by Joe Flyover State of Fear as like Final Destination. Because basically, like, things just happen. He is able to manipulate the environment, and it's just, like, tragedies that are happening. Okay, so on theme with Carrie, but all I can think of when I think of The Omen is that Christmas episode of American Dad where Jeff goes out and adopts a baby. Yeah. And it's, it's the, the Antichrist. Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and Haley just, my baby! <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Taglines. So this is one. Oh boy, you're pulling out the phone. Yep. All right, because way too many to write. But I did write down the one that's on the poster. And guess what? We got a twofer. Oh boy. So there's one at the top and then another at the bottom. So at the top it reads, if you've got a taste for terror, dot, 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 take Carrie to the prom. And then below that it says, if only they knew she had the power. Okay. I, mean, I like the top one. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. Although, like, you know, if you're nice to her, it's not going to be terror. I mean, Tommy still died and he was actually nice to her. Yeah. And Miss Collins was nice to her. 
Yeah. There's a lot of people that were nicer that died, but, you know, it all happened because something mean happened to her. Uh, several mean things happened to her. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there are a total of 12. Jesus. Okay. So, all right. First one on here. You were warned never to push Carrie to the limits. Now you must face the evil consequences. Okay. Nobody was... I Well, I guess Miss Collins did warn the girls, like, hey, stop being shitheads. I guess, but they didn't really know what the consequences would be. They were like, ah, oh, shit, we'll just be banned from prom. Oh, my God. We're going to have to do so many jumping jacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Next up. Take Carrie to the prom. I dare you. That one, actually, yeah. That one makes sense because it does feel like um like mean spirited towards Carrie and it feels like the whole thing is a mean setup. It kind which of is feels... kind of ambiguous in the movie itself. So I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it kinda of works on a lot of levels. Uh Carrie may look perfectly innocent, but she'll shock you right out of your seat. And that's a promise. Promise? Ooh. I wish it was spelled like that, but <laughs> A chilling blend of American graffiti and psycho. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was just a review. That's not really a tagline. Yeah. The story of lonely teenage girl who possesses a strange and evil power that turns a high school prom into a nightmare. I think calling her a lonely teenage girl is kind of undermining the like actual abuse Boyd. and systemic failure she's going through. Yeah. Like, the bone-chilling classic based on the novel by Stephen King. I mean, yeah, sure it is. That's accurate. Correct. Okay, this one's kind of the same but different. If you got a taste for terror, then you have a date with Carrie. I don't like that one as much. No, I don't either. That feels like the first draft. This one, okay, this one actually specifies where it was from. This is Australia. Okay. If you've, wait. <laughs> no. The way that this is written on here, I think it's the one above that, but it says, if you've got a taste for terror, you have a date with dot, 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 dot apostrophes australia <laughs> so it's like you got a date with australia <laughs> i mean australia is kind of a terrifying continent yeah have you I seen guess. some of the bugs that yeah, live there that's true yeah <laughs> if you've got a taste for terror take carrie to the party that's great britain <laughs> <laughs> if the exorcist made you shudder carrie will make you scream okay okay and that's it that's the final one okay they had it on the poster, man. The poster was the good one. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, but, you know, I, I think it's actually, that's a really good tagline. So that's it for the taglines. Okay. Let's go on into fun facts. Okay. Okay. So Carrie was the first novel published by Ske uh, Stephen King, and it was his first novel adapted to film. He was only 26 years old whenever this happened, mm -hmm. and he was paid only $2,500 for the rights for the movie. Okay which I think is criminal. And he said he's happy that it only happened with the first movie they did. He learned his lesson right away. Yeah. He was a very naive young man, which it kind of blows my mind that he was already doing this shit at 26. I feel like, so I didn't get a chance to read this before we covered it. Uh, I do own a copy of it. And I feel like the copy I own has a forward written by Stephen King. Um, Cause Obviously, I have a version that's printed way later than 1976. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like I remember him talking about some of like the circumstances of him and his wife's life while he was like working on this movie or on the book at the time. Like they just obviously like they weren't 
It was his first book. It's not like they were like, you know, he was like, oh, I've got contracts for thousands for my upcoming books. You know what I mean? I was reading that this, the success of this movie is what propelled him to being seen as like a bona fide horror writer. Okay. And yeah, so I think in the long term, it benefited him. But like short term at that time, I'm sure getting only $2,500 for this is kind of shitty. But Especially you know. with how successful the movie was. Yeah, was. I mean, at least get like you know back pay. Yeah, for the success of it, but uh, no, he was. Yeah, always ask for the residuals. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is why we have a writer strike. <laughs> exactly, and AI is a big part of that too. Um, okay, Sissy was persuaded by her husband Jack Fisk, who was the art director for this movie, to audition, oh. um, and then he also convinced De Palma to let her audition. So basically, she auditioned for every part. Okay. And he really wanted this one girl for the role. He was really married to that idea. But whenever it came to the film screen test, what she did was she rubbed Vaseline into her hair, left her face unwashed, and wore a sailor dress that her mom made for her back in the seventh grade. And she went into her audition like that, and then she got the part. Okay. The house was decorated with souvenirs that were collected by the director and the producers from religious shops that they came across. So very much like the bathroom at the tattoo shop I go to. And I was actually thinking of that (laughs) whenever I saw her with the little Jesus statue. I was like, oh, this would be perfect for Jesse's tattoo shop. Yeah, (laughs) my tattoo shop. Yeah, Yeah, they, they need that over there. So there was apparently a wraparound segment that was going to be filmed for the beginning and the end of the movie. And it was scripted and shot. And what it was was like it was going to be the White's house being pummeled with stones that were falling from the sky. Hmm. And I don't really know what the point was. It didn't really go into detail. But what happened whenever they were going to film during the night of the ending um, there was like a malfunction and they ended up not being able to film the ending part, but they got the opening. They ended up just destroying the footage of that. And then they said, fuck it. We're just going to do the whole house burning at the end. Okay. I read that the ending of this is different than the book. And I'm sure you will have more knowledge on that than I do. I was like 16 when I read the book. Oh, so you don't remember the ending? No. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, it's been oh, half a lifetime for me. Uh, <laughs> Well, I obviously don't know. I've never read this, so... I remember bits and pieces of it. I remember... Um, well, we'll get into it, I guess, as we go along, but I, I can't tell you all of the specifics. I really need to just reread it. It's not a super long book, but... Okay. The final scene was inspired by Deliverance, which I think is funny because the final scene of this movie inspired the ending of Friday the 13th, and uh, they filmed the ending in reverse, to try and give it a dreamlike quality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've I've heard that before. Yeah, and Sissy insisted on doing the stunt herself. So she actually got under all of those rocks, and she was in a box or something, and she actually, like, reached out and grabbed her there at the end. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's all I have for my fun facts. Um, there are other things about this that we could talk about, I guess, as it goes that I had read in passing. Okay. But, you know, let's just go ahead and go into our good, bad, and ugly before we do that. 
Okay. All right. So, Jesse, what's the good? What do you like about this? I really like the. This is going to be weird because it's not one that I typically comment on a lot. Mm-hmm. But I like the score for this movie. Oh yeah, it's nice. Like it's you know. it's so nice, and like the moments where like it really changes from like dreamlike to creepy and then it it, like it's just really it captures the mood of it so well in a way that like i hate to be one of those people but it's really like its own character in the movie (laughs) (laughs) but like you you have like it in a way that forces you to be aware of it without it being distracting Mm -hmm. like it, it really adds to the movie and i think that's really nice i like sissy spacex performance yeah uh, and Piper Lori's like they're they're both good chilling to watch that whole dynamic is terrifying yes absolutely um, and I like how very real it feels in some ways that like Carrie is going through this abuse at home and because you know like there's always that like after school um, sh- like after school drama where after school special that's the term i'm trying to think of yeah. where like you know a person's being abused at home but they're actually one of the cool kids and they take it out and bully other people yeah but you don't see the other side of it where somebody's being abused and it has them kind of like withdrawn and not as socially competent and then they're also getting that abuse at the hands of their peers mm-hmm. and that's what i mean where she was like failed at a systems level almost because You know, even the teacher that tries to help her is in some ways unknowingly hurting her. And I think it's just, there's a lot going on in the story. Yeah, Yeah. she is doing her best. And that's kind of, that's what's so heartbreaking about it. Yeah, that's one of the things that blew me away with this movie was that whole dynamic. That's like a, so that whole thing, the whole like extreme religious person, we're from the South. This is something that I feel like is more common from where we are from, especially being in small town Kentucky where I grew up, I have seen many people with this type of attitude and um, seeing it play out in such like a real and just like what is actually happening behind closed doors. Yeah, because like this is a thing that I feel like actually happens in a lot of families. And it's really sad because a lot of people, a lot of people, I think in this situation like super like people that are like her mom put their faith before their their children yeah which is really fucked up and whenever that happens like the child suffers from it absolutely yeah the whole thing is played out in just such a a traumatic way that it's i don't know i i thought it was a really captivating watch um i do also want to say i fucking and I'll talk about it more when we get to it, but the scene where she's crowned, like how it goes from such a dream and like how mesmerizing it is to watch her up there and revel in the moment and then how quickly it changes. Yeah. God, that whole sequence is just... It's great. Ooh. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, another thing I really like is like the flashes, like the glimpse of her powers that she gets throughout the movie. Like, and that's the crazy thing is that she has this ability and she knows it but she never uses it for like anything bad until the very end. But like, I don't know if she, does she have full control of it? So that's probably going to be like my bad for the movie is that it leaves some of the like story building 
mm-hmm. pieces out from the book. So like is that stuff that's explained. Yeah, with her like practicing some of it. So she does like, practice. And, it. Yeah, and like okay. realizing how she can how she can kind of control it somewhat. Because it felt um, like at the beginning of the movie she had like a loose grasp on it, and then by the end she fully knew what she was yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. No. She like fully Matilda. Matilda's it. Um, Matilda's. Yeah. You never seen Matilda. Oh, Matilda. I thought you were yeah. saying Mentilda. No, Matilda's it. Okay. Where she like practices yeah. on her own. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But I, I thought it was awesome seeing her do all that stuff the whole time. Like, just like small moments of these people being put in their place. Like yeah. the whole moment where she like stands up to her mom and like I feel like she's just not afraid of her anymore at that part because she's like I have the fucking power you can't tell me what to do anymore yeah it's awesome i loved it but okay the bad yeah i guess i could see that being a bad thing and then just like the way like as brutal as what we see happening between her and her mom and her and her fellow students is like it's so much more brutal in the book is it yeah it's just it's fucking relentless like you are actively cheering for her by the end Cause you're like, wow, I know what she's doing is bad, but I mean, they all suck. It's especially cathartic with her mom, too. Cause if you think her mom's an abusive piece of shit in this movie, <laughs> even more so in the book. Oh my god. I can't really think of much bad, but I will say something that other people have. I'll say I'll give you something from Piper herself. Okay. That I thought was interesting reading. So she thought that the dialogue. For her, uh, for her character specifically, it was so bad and so over the top. And to this day, she claims that this is a dark comedy because there were many times that she had to just stop and laugh at what she's saying because she thought it was just so ridiculous. And the Palma had to like take her to the side and be like, hey, this is like a straight up horror movie. This is serious. This is what we're trying to do. But I guess to some people, the dialogue is over the top. I think that some people think that her behavior... And is a the, caricature yeah and it's not that's the thing like i feel like whenever i watch that like i was like i i know people yeah like, we've we've met this people. lady you know yeah. what i mean like but uh yeah, some people think that it's just like over the top so you know what i don't think that there's really a whole lot bad with this movie i can't really think of a bad thing but that's what she had to say at least okay ugly um i mean i'm gonna go with the whole child abuse thing yeah um, child abu- abuse yeah, is pretty terrible yeah, that's yeah. very ugly um, I'm gonna go with the pig murder I was so relieved that that was off screen yeah well kind of but yeah mostly I mean, off screen it's again you got more details in the book so right yeah I'm glad that they skipped over that part then. especially <laughs> after watching the Babadook the night before yeah it yeah. was uh, nice to not have like a drawn out sequence which we distracted ourselves during that sequence yeah yeah <laughs> okay absurd uh that whole sequence with billy and chris in the car where like all these other cars keep pulling up next to him and, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, that's just like a fucking night out right there you know what i mean i kind of got like friday night vibes as like a teenager like hell yeah john travolta's road. like oh, my life's awesome <laughs> <laughs> That's a good John Travolta. Thank you. <laughs> Have I never done my John Travolta impression I've before? never heard that. <laughs> oh, my God. That was incredible. <laughs> Damn. I was not expecting <laughs> to 
actually hear that. <laughs> yeah, that was totally his attitude. In scene. He, he was fucking loving life. He's such a piece of shit too. Like he God, goes from having whole, like a great night, and then he's just like just slapping her. And their whole relationship dynamic is abusive and toxic. They they're awful together. Her um her character Chris Harkinson. Chris, uh, what's her name? Nancy Allen. She thought until she watched this movie, she thought that they were so stupid with everything that they were doing that they were comedic relief characters in the movie. They didn't she didn't realize how cruel her character actually was until she saw the film. She thought that her and John Travolta were just bumbling idiots the entire time. I mean, even when she was the being, pig blood. Like the pig blood and like did she read the rest of the script or did she only read her scenes? Did. I think she probably only read her scenes. Okay. And that's if that's the case if that's the case, sure, I could see it. I mean, you are still murdering a pig. I mean, I guess it does kind of help her not be like over the top cartoon villain. You know, she's just like an average high school mean girl that's very deranged with it. But not average. She's still kind of over the top Mm. with her meanness in this. But yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm just thinking about like the 2013 one that we saw where like it felt very like (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she was like, "And I'm gonna murder you." You like, know, if I'm being 100 percent honest, that 2013 movie was so forgettable. I can't remember a single thing. Well, and that's what I mean. Like it plays out very like she's. That's the thing. It was so crazy about this for me. She's so cartoon, like high school drama. Like she feels very like. <laughs> you're not gonna get this reference. Like very Paige from Degrassi, where she's. You know, like, ah, I'm going to rip Mandy Santos's dress down in front of the whole school. Like, it just, like. Jesse. I don't. <laughs> I don't ever do impressions of anybody else again. Just anytime you do an impression, it's got to be John Travolta's voice. <laughs> you disappoint me with any other impression that you do from here on out. <laughs> um, no, the thing that uh, is crazy in me is, like, I think it's, like, a testament to how well like making a good movie because both of those movies had the bones of like a great story with Stephen King's novel yeah he gave them the goods to work with yeah and then that movie was forgettable and I didn't really enjoy it I can't remember anything about it and then after watching this movie I'm like holy shit that was fucking amazing it was crazy I'm not gonna forget this movie but okay my absurd I think it's absurd how long that bucket sits and how long it's drawn out how is that blood not congealed how is it not fully like just a like a giant blood clot like i don't know flipping down there's a water balloon action on her head you know what i mean a a lot of questions like yeah how why did it take five minutes for them to do that um how did they know exactly where carrie was going to be standing because you have to be very accurate with that falling on her yeah, just the whole thing is just absurd. But I think that that scene is shot so well with the way that the camera just pans all the way up there to the bucket. And I I also, like, once it happens and it falls and we see it from Carrie's perspective, like, it is everybody laughing at her, even the people that clearly aren't laughing. Like, Miss Collins isn't laughing at her. Yeah. But in her head, she is so, like, traumatized at this point that she's like, cool, one fuck person you. I trusted. Yep, fuck you. Yeah. Everything, yeah. explosion. Uh, okay. So, what do you rate this movie? 
I'm going to give this an eight. An eight? An eight. Okay. Because it's great. It's a great eight. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just kind of like a gut thing right now. Yeah. Um, it's solid. It's a really solid movie. Okay. It's even without all the details from the book, which is one of the reasons I'm kind of glad I didn't reread the book before this. Because you think you would be too distracted from all the differences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the thing that, um, yeah, I could see that being distracting. It kind of like gets in your way of actually just sitting down and enjoying the movie yeah. itself. Like, I didn't have that issue when we covered Misery because I know that I, I love both versions of the story. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that going in, but like... I've only seen bits and pieces of this movie beforehand, so I'm glad that I wasn't doing that constant comparison. I do want to know what the ending is because Stephen King says that he likes the ending of the movie better than what he wrote. Well, that's... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that is. If I if we had a nickel for every time Stephen King said that... My rating for this? I'm giving it a 10. Oh, boy. I didn't expect to love this movie as much as I did, but like... Just watching it the whole time yesterday, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I can't believe I've never watched this before. Um, okay, so what's that got us at? Nine. Just a nine. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. All right. Pretty solid starting average. Yes, yes. All right. You ready to get into it? In the grand tradition of high school bullies, we start off in a gym class with kids taking it way too seriously. Taking gym or school too seriously? Gym. Oh, yeah. They're playing Because it volleyball. starts off in volleyball. In yeah, gym right. class, it's just, it's just fucking gym class. It's not. Uh, yeah, Carrie's playing and she's not very good at it. And all the girls are kind of mad at her because she's not very good. Like, it, again, it's just gym class. Like, literally all you have to do is show an effort. Yeah. That's all. Well, and she's putting forth some effort, I think. Yeah. To try, she makes like a small foil. Yeah. The whole point of gym class is not to be good at sports; it's to like get learn. physical activity. Yeah. yeah. Get physical activity, learn the importance of it, and maybe be exposed to a couple new things. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, that didn't go super well for her. So um, now they're all in the shower. Yep. Um, and she is the last one in the shower, and she gets her period, and. Uh, assume she's dying because she's never gotten a period before. She doesn't know what it is. I will say her reaction here to immediately take her bloody hand and run up to a girl and rub it on her isn't exactly... grabbing her for help. But still, like, words. Use words. Don't, like... (laughs) That really is how it goes in the book, too, though. Like, she's just, like, making sounds at first before she's finally like, help me, I'm dying. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand her perspective because, like, if you're just, like, suddenly bleeding all of a sudden, just... That would be scary. Maybe you would be speechless from it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they're all not receptive to it. They're not helpful. They all start making fun of her. So they chase her into the corner of the shower and start throwing like tampons and all kinds of stuff. Fuck the people who need that stuff later because <laughs> they clean out the whole dispenser. <laughs> I know. I, like, geez, it's hard enough to get access to period products for free in a public restroom. Like, And then they're just like, fuck that. Let's just throw it all in the shower. This right, is Carrie. the exact opposite of the spirit with which... Even if your worst enemy gets her period, if you have a tampon, you give it to her. This is not the spirit with which that girl code rule was written. Maybe no. maybe it was addressed no. after this movie. They're like, you know what? We got to make girl code about they're this. They're like, they were 
halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like there were, don't throw it at the person. Like just offer guidance and help. You can gently say, here you go, plug it up. <laughs> um, if you chant it at her, that becomes a problem. While and then throwing at her head. <laughs> I do love Miss Collins coming in and going, what's going on here? It's not a pep rally. I don't know why I gave her that voice. But, uh, <laughs> do it, John what's Travolta. going on here? It's not a pep rally. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was John Travolta coming in. What's going on, guys? <laughs> what's this? Oh, that's more Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> what's the deal with all this? <laughs> Where'd the blood come from? <laughs> uh, yeah, I like her. I like her she, a lot. She's but, she's a cool teacher. But she's specifically like, <laughs> she's like Sue, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, why does she hate Sue more than Chris? Because Sue is the worst. Well, no, Sue's not the worst. Chris I think, is the worst. I think Sue is the one that started this, isn't she? Or was it? Chris. Sue like laughed about it with Miss Collins. Like she thought Miss Collins would be on her side. Like she's like, it's Carrie. She got her period. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. And Miss <laughs> Collins like slaps her. Miss Collins. I fucking love it. That's not she right. She is so lucky she's a teacher in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, she benefited she's hard. Slapping a motherfucker whenever she's a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah, she's one of those people who's like, man, people should spank their kids still these days. I'm sad that people don't do that anymore. <laughs> That is her attitude. Uh, I love it, though, because these people need a fucking slap. I'm telling you, they're so bad. But yeah, Carrie also reached at her and stained her shorts with blood. She's like, dude, what the? F it's just your period. And like, I like that later when she's talking to the principal, she's like, look, I feel really bad for Carrie. But I also kind of get why those girls are exasperated by her. Yeah. Because she's like, I want to help her. But at the same time, it's like, good God, girl, get yourself together. Yeah. They don't know her. Yeah, they, they don't, don't know her and home like, life. That's the thing, is that like as much as Miss Collins tries to be like helpful, she's just like, yeah, her mom's a little bit kooky. Like she does not fully realize that Margaret White is regularly like depriving her daughter of food, locking her in a closet, beating her. Like she doesn't realize the extent of the abuse. She's just like, oh, is, she's a little wacky. Is the depriving of food something in the book? Because I don't feel like that's. I mean, shown here, when right? she gets home from school this day, hmm. her mom prays loudly at her, locks her in a closet, and then when Carrie comes out, says, go to bed. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's not, like, explicit, but it's there. It's there, yeah. Also, whenever they were all bullying her, she caused the light bulb to blow yeah. in the locker room. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, now they're in there talking to the principal, who, for the life of me, I think he has something against Carrie because he insists on calling her Cassie. Even when he's corrected five times, Yeah, he sticks to Cassie. Well, listen, women aren't right about anything if a man says it's something different. I thought you were about to say women be shopped <laughs> <laughs> that too yeah <laughs> um she shopped around she tried to exchange those s's for some r's but he's not having <laughs> yeah. it she knows her game yeah um this is will fortune <laughs> it like he's like literally he's like listen i understand that both this child and this teacher are saying that her name is carrie but i feel like it's cassie and i'm a man and I'm right. So it's I'm the principal Cassie. and a man. Yeah. It's Cassie. You're Cassie. Yeah, it's definitely Cassie. Like, hold on. Uh, <laughs> turn on the announcement. Um, her name is Cassie now. Please, uh, for now on, address Carrie as Cassie. I feel like it has not 
not happened before where like there's been an a PA announcement where it says Cassie Wright, please come to the principal's office, and she just goes because <laughs> that's happened before. Like my maiden name gets pronounced, would get pronounced all kinds of different ways. It, it, four letters, four letters. Mm-hmm. It's not a difficult name, but people approached it like it would be. Um, which, like, you know what? We fuck up names all the time on the show, so I'm not like I'm not judgmental of it, but yeah. it is just like you kind of get used to it at a certain point, and like I would just respond to it. And I remember one time speaking of abusive parents, um, my <laughs> biological father wouldn't let us board the plane because he was like, "That's not your name," and I was like, "I highly doubt that there's two unaccompanied minors with the same first names as me and my little sister." And a variation of our last name. I highly doubt that. But he was so at, he like, and I think he knew it too, but he just refused to give in. Like, he was like, no, they're not gonna, we're not gonna go until they pronounce our name right. I'm like, well, they don't know how our name's being pronounced and you won't let us go over there and correct it. Mm. Maybe like, he and be we a literally principal. almost missed a flight because of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what to so, say. <laughs> yeah, but like, so it's just a thing. What would like, John Travolta say to that? <laughs> Whoa, that's not my name. <laughs> that's not how you pronounce it. What's the song go? That's not my name. <laughs> <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> Sandy. Which <laughs> um, has nothing to do with anything, but it's just fun to say. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. kind of like how I call you Sandy, even though your name's Sandra. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, so they call Carrie in, and he insists on continuing to call her Cassie, even though she corrects him three more times, like, um, it's Carrie. So you she know. flips an ashtray. With her mind. <laughs> yeah, she just flips that bitch. Like, all right, fuck you. Um, I don't even know what happens here. Like, she's like, just go home for the day. Yeah, she's like, go home for the day, and you can skip Jim for a week, which at first I think is like a kindness from her so she can, you know, take a break. Yeah. But then what the actual situation is, is that Miss Collins is going to use this as like an in-school detention, which is just going to make things 10 times worse when Carrie comes back. Yeah. Again, they, they, they just they would. I think that this would benefit from calling the parents first. Oh, you know, some of those parents suck just as much as their kids. Oh, those yeah, kids sure. didn't learn it from nowhere. Oh, yeah. Look at sure. Mrs. Snell. Yeah. She's kind of shitty also. So on her way home, there's a little piece of shit riding a bike. And Why are asshole children in movie in horror movies always riding bikes? Because there's just something obnoxious about it. You just see that and you're like, that kid's probably an asshole. And nine times out of ten, you're right. Oh, what's his face in King of the Hill? I, that's what Caleb. I thought of. Yeah, Dusty Caleb. old buns, full, full of green, green dust. dust. Yeah, exactly. He was probably based on this kid right here. Because he's just like riding in circles and then he's like, <laughs> creepy Carrie, creepy Carrie. And then she's just like, fuck you. And causes him to wreck his bike. Shuts him up. Uh, so then it cuts to uh, her mom, Mrs. White, mm-hmm. knocking on Sue's mom's home. Mm-hmm. She's there to spread the gospel of God's salvation. But uh, she doesn't want to hear it. And She's she goes back like, and gets a phone call. Here's $10. <laughs> she, yeah, the, the best part about that, though, she goes back and gets a phone call very loudly. She's like, yeah, she's here in my house right now. Um, sorry, I got, I got to deal with Margaret right now. I'll make her leave. And then she just hangs up. She's like, here, um, just take $10. And that just gets under Margaret's skin. Well, like, and here's the thing, too, is that 
Yeah, Sue's kind of shitty, but she's the least shitty of her friends, and she does seem to legitimately realize that she crossed a line. So we'll give her this. True. Um, There's just a small amount of remorse shown. Yes. I like, just that she could go on to be a not shitty adult. Potentially, yeah. Um, and so when Margaret White is like, here is like a book of Jesus for children, or whatever it is that she's trying to sell, um, or preach, or whatever yeah. it is. Spread, um, the, spread the word. Yeah. And, you know, talking about like how children are all evil, and blah, 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 blah. Um, and Snell's like, well, my Sue is a good girl. And Margaret, who has never shown any ounce of kindness towards Carrie, is like, good girl? Child? Yeah. Are children I, supposed children to be good? Good? I thought uh, the devil corrupted all children, and we have to correct them. Original sin? <laughs> Original sin? Um, so, yeah, she's just like, she's like I, I don't understand. Yeah, but I don't when Miss Snell is like, I want to I donate $5. $10 and Margaret's like I understand and she's got like a little lockbox for the cash donation she gets and she puts it in there. Clearly she gets this <laughs> response a lot. No, People would rather pay her to fuck off instead yeah. of hear her. Yeah. I like that she's not like oblivious to it. It's happened like, enough times to where she's like I gotta get a box for this. <laughs> like, and like you know that she doesn't see it as like people not liking her. She sees it as them being heathens mm-hmm. and not wanting to be receptive to like to God, God or yeah. whatever. Um, I'm going to hell. Hey man, come on. <laughs> I'm going to hell, and I'm like, why am I here? And it's just like a playback of me saying God or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's a way to do it, okay? There's nothing wrong with being spiritual or religious. No, and that is not the point that we want anybody yeah. to take from what we're saying. She's just um, The being, way she's doing it is wrong. Yeah, it's like an abusive and yeah. very much the forcing your uh, thoughts and beliefs well, onto another person. And here's the thing. She's got the abusive version of God yeah. in her head. Because um, there is definitely a version of God that is taught to people where he is like an abusive parent himself. God is portrayed as being kind of... Uh, Old uh, Testament is hard fucking core, man. <laughs> My southern roots wants me to not speak about this, but I must say God can be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what gets played to you. Yeah. <laughs> it can happen. <laughs> okay. Um, so Carrie's home and mm-hmm. Margaret arrives home too. And Carrie has to scramble I'm, to get dressed up. I want to say, so like the whole time the music has been in the background. And it's just like nice little do 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 do, and then when we first see the White House, no, I read that so many times. Yeah, like, like the White, White House. House. Why yeah. are we talking about the White House? Oh, yeah, the White Residence. Yes, there um, we go. Yes, and it like all of a sudden goes boom, 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 and you're like, oh god, it's a scary house. Yeah, that's the sound clip that gets played every time she does the telekinesis, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Margaret gets a call that Carrie is a woman, mm. and so of course she must be. Why would they punished. call about that? Right, like I don't. I thought that they were calling to say, yeah, she was sent home because she had a traumatic day, but no, they're like, yeah, she got her period. So we just thought you should know. Yeah, like that's uh, it's um it's, it's rough because now it leads to a lot of abuse. Yep. Where Margaret is shouting scripture at her. And Carrie is just like, why didn't you tell me about this? I thought I was dying. And Margaret was like, what? 
did Eve immediately fuck up? Okay, yeah, she's okay. The first thing she's making her repeat all of these is the raven was called sin, and then the next one was first sin was intercourse. And like Carrie's literally sobbing, she's like, I thought I was dying. Why did you not tell me about this piece of life? Yeah, Eve was weak, was the next one. Yeah, and so then she locks her into a closet with um, creepy Jesus. It's creepy Jesus, I got uh, that written here too. <laughs> creepy Jesus is in the room right there. I mean. Again, I'm not trying to sound sacrilegious at all, but this looks like a little Jesus voodoo doll. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like a, it's definitely a homemade Jesus that she made. Yeah, it's she. It's, it's good for homemade. I'll give her that. It's 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 scary to look at. Um, yeah. Um, so she's upstairs now. Afterwards, mom told her to go to bed. She and she her. thanks she thanks her when she yeah. gets out of the closet. This is very abuse victim mentality. That whole scene of her getting dragged into the closet though is so fucking uh, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, and that's when I was like, oh wait, I have seen this movie because yeah. I remember seeing this scene um, specifically of her mm-hmm. like being dragged in there and scr- and God, they both do just such a good job with this. For somebody who thought that they were acting in a comedy, it yeah, was what kind the of, fuck is your life, Piper? Yeah, right. Because <laughs> this is a very upsetting scene right here. I don't She's get like, that. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember when I locked you in the closet? Yeah, that was great, right? <laughs> Boy, that's gonna get a lot of laughs in the cinema. <laughs> okay. So um, when she goes upstairs to her room, she's looking in the mirror, and it shatters. Yep. And she. Um, magically puts it back together before her mom gets upstairs and she like does some little sneakiness where she unlocks the door with her mind and she kind of gaslights her mom she's like yeah. the door is unlocked mama i like see here i feel like she has a she's, grasp of her powers here yeah because i think i have a feeling that she uses her telekinesis to like put the mirror back in place too because there's no yeah. fucking way you're doing that with your hands you'd be cut up yeah and that's what I'm saying. Like the and obviously, like you have to cut some stuff out to go from book to movie because otherwise you're gonna have like a ten hour movie. Um, right. And so I think they're kind of like trying to show that she does know how to control it without going through the whole like yeah. practicing stuff. So in class the next day, a teacher is reading a poem out loud. Can I say that PJ Souls is dressed as a child in the scene? <laughs> She really her, is. Her hat, she's got the red hat that's in every scene. She does not not wear this hat. It's got like I a little rainbow on the side. Love this hat. It's great. I like it. But that with her outfit, which is like overall. It's like Mario. Yeah. The red underneath and yeah, the yeah. overalls on top. Yeah. yeah she's dressed she's, like a child. Yeah. She's NES Mario. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this poem's being read out loud and Tommy Ross is feeling like real hot shit and the teacher is like, the teacher wants to be the cool teacher that, like, the jocks like. And... It's like, so, Tommy, what are you doing after school today, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> so he was like, oh, more talent than just on the football field, eh, Mr. Ross? And Mr. Ross is just like, you know. He's he's making smart aleck comments. He, he has no respect for this teacher. And then the teacher's like, does anybody have any critiques? And nobody's saying anything because it's a high school English class and, like, nobody fucking cares. Yeah, nobody fucking cares. It's not cool to care. And Carrie, like... It's just like it's beautiful, which granted is not a critique, but you know she she's she's contributing something to the conversation at least. She's yeah. participating in the class discussion, and the teacher, whoo, he takes what the this is honestly. I think this is worse than all of Miss Collins' slaps. You I think so? Think the way he like decides he's like, and again, this is very much teacher trying to be cool with the cool kids. Yeah, he's like. I'm going to pick 
Yep. On the weak one. Yep. He's, they will respect me. He, this guy never got past high school. Mm-mm. He's still living it. And uh, Well, yeah. he was probably bullied in high school and he was like, A, made the bad decision to go back to high school for the rest of his life as a teacher. Um, <laughs> yeah. B, was like, <clears throat> Never again. Yeah, I, I, you were the bad kid. Yeah, I am the yeah. cool kid. I must Tommy. assert my dominance. Let's go, Tommy. <laughs> so, Tommy, she sucks, right? And Tommy's like, you suck. And the teacher goes, what? And he goes, ah, shucks. I said, yeah, I said shucks. Yeah. That's, can I, can I tell this story? Can I tell the story of our nephew? Uh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah. he was, with, he was with Travis's mom and his little brother. She, she had him for the weekend or whatever, and they have a pool. And he wanted to go play in the pool. And she goes, not right now, because obviously you can't let a small child play in a pool um, on their own. Mm -hmm. And she was doing other stuff with his younger brother. He's like, please, can I play in the pool? And she's like, no, not right now. I said, no, it'll have to be later. And he like stomps away and says, fucking losers. (laughs) And she goes, what did you say? He goes, I said, Chucky losers, like in (laughs) Rugrats. Good save for a four-year-old. I'll give him credit. That was pretty good. But that's not, that's like my favorite insult now is fucking losers. Fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nerd. <clears throat> Franco right there. <laughs> Denny McBride energy. Yeah. The yeah. Denny McBride is strong with that one. Yes. Absolutely. I can't, I can't wait for him to be old enough for us to like reasonably be like, all right, this, this is <laughs> <Yeah>. Denny McBride. <laughs> um, also, um, Looking at Tommy here, he's got this gigantic curly hair. He looks like Dwayne from Basket Case. Oh shit! He looks like if Dwayne was in a better like home life and didn't have a secret twin up in the closet. Maybe this is Dwayne. You know, I don't know. This is what happened before he went to New York. Yeah, yeah, right before. Yeah. Okay, now it's in the gym class with uh, Mrs. Collins. And she is tearing into the girls for bullying Carrie the previous day. And she said the original uh, punishments she suggested was three-day suspension and no prom. For all of them. For all of them. And then Devastating. the office said, okay, how about one week of detention? And their compromise was one week of detention. But if the girls refuse or don't show up or like fully participate or whatever, then her original suspension. And it has to be with her. Yes. It's her. It's during gym class. Yeah. And she takes them outside and does a meaner version of the Animal Crossing stretching tapes. A meaner version of it, but with the same music. Same music. (laughs) It's so, I love this scene because it's like such upbeat music. Yeah. And she sounds so upbeat. She's so excited to give these girls like. Just punishment. Punishment. But like the girls are just like. And they look legitimately exhausted. I don't think PJ Souls has ever done a, a jumping jack in her life. Like a she... jumping jack or a push up. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, nah, not her strong suit. Um, but Chris takes the opportunity to stand up to Miss Collins and says, I'm not doing this shit anymore. I'm going. So she gets her prom revoked mm-hmm. and suspended for three days. Mm-hmm. And she tries to get the other girls to join her. And Sue's like, just shut up. Chris. She also gets slapped again. Yeah. And then she's like, Are you, you're getting fired. You're getting fired. And then she tries to rally everybody, but like, no, we'd rather go to prom. Fuck you. Yeah. Right call. She sucks. So after this, uh, meanwhile, like while Carrie's like avoiding gym class, she is in the library and she's studying telekinesis. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
which is crazy that they have books on telekinesis in yeah. the high school Well, library. even to the public school system, she can access stuff like that, but they clearly never gave her a proper sex ed. Yeah, right. She's in high school, and she was never told about that. That's bizarre, but accurate, because this is definitely in the South. Uh, yeah, okay, let me ask you a question, because uh. I feel like I know what the answer is, but was your sex ed, was it abstinence only? Um, I don't even really remember. Ours was like, mentioned other things just enough to where legally I guess you couldn't call it abstinence only but it would be like you could have sex with condoms but they'll definitely fail and you'll have a baby and also you'll be a used up whore (laughs) and your future husband won't let you well these are all accurate yeah so you know they did a fine job down there (laughs) yeah um I I'm sure you didn't get this because you're a man um, no, they told me. Uh, <laughs> they told me that. No, 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 no. I haven't said this part yet. Uh-oh. Um So <laughs> there's um, this fun little activity where everybody has a piece of paper and they crumple it up and they uncrumple it and they pass it to the next person and that person, they everybody crumple it and you go around kind of like a telephone or whatever oh, no. and then you get your original paper back and it's like, all right, go ahead and make that paper nice and flat again and you can't. They're like, that's what happens when you have sex with men. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh. All used up and wrinkly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think it's so fucked up, dude. <laughs> I what you said at first though is that seems pretty accurate to what I got. Um, they were like, "Yeah, you can do these things, but you'll probably die. <laughs> Something bad is gonna happen to your life." Whew. Okay. So Tommy tells Sue that he made nationals, and Sue says, "I don't want to go to prom with you." Uh. <laughs> I don't. Under- I don't understand this. So is she not scheming with Chris? I and it's kind of ambiguous in the movie until near the end, of course. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it's like in the book, but like it's from what I remember, being very like on high alert, and I think it's meant to be that way because you're like, is she really going with t- like, is this a real like kind gesture? So it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like you can't tell. Yes. Okay, because, yeah, That's I thought, how I remember it, but I could are, be misremembering They're it. friends. Like, this, throughout the movie so far, you've seen them together. I think Sue and Tommy might actually, are they a couple? No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking oh. about Sue and Chris. Oh, Sue and Chris, yeah. Yeah, they're friends. Like, I feel like, because they're the, like, the ones that are the masterminds of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, Chris is the Regina George. Mm-hmm. Norma mm-hmm. is the Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> and then Sue is the Katie Heron. Okay. Where, like, she has capacity for both good and evil. Yes. Okay. I don't really remember all of the characters, but I will take your word for the Mean Girl references. Okay. Um, okay. That makes sense. So, I guess that they are, actually. But, yeah, he's she's telling Tommy to take Carrie to prom instead. Yes. And, and meanwhile, Chris and Billy are having the most terrifying drive I've ever seen. Or the best. I guess it depends on whose perspective you're... If I'm John Travolta, I'm having a blast. This is awesome right here. Don't condone it at all, but man, this sounds like a fun night. You're driving around with your girlfriend. Your pals drive by next to you, invite you to a party. You're like, I can't go. I'm with my girlfriend. They're like, okay, have a beer. Okay, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking the beer. Cops pull up, shine a flashlight on me, spill it all over my girlfriend. 
um, we'll go over at the cops. Hey. <laughs> They're like, okay. Now he's not John Travolta. He is uh, uh, Henry Winkler. Yeah. Yeah. It actually transitioned yeah, to him yeah, in this yeah. scene. <laughs> it's actually the Fonz now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. And then they have the whole fight where. There, anytime that she calls him a stupid shit, he loses his mind and smacks. He's like, "I've told you not to call me that." <laughs> Reasonable. Reasonable, um, yeah, but but also stop acting like a stupid shit. Yeah, you are being kind of a stupid. Like, shit. and that's what I mean. Like, they're both abusive and they're both toxic. And then she, sneaky, sneaky, is like, "I'm gonna give you a blowjob." Also, will you collect some pig's blood and pour it on Carrie White? I really hate her. Thanks. And he's like. <laughs> Mid O, and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he shit already said it. <laughs> Didn't mean to say that. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna say no in that situation right there. Yeah. Um. So Tommy approaches Carrie in the library and asks her to prom, and she runs off because she's like, nope, no, no, no. I've I've been to this school long enough. Fight or flight. She's yeah. either gonna fight him right there or flight. <laughs> she chose flight. <laughs> um. Miss Collins talks to Carrie because she sees her kind of hiding in a corner. As she does. She is like, I feel like he invited me like as a trick because he wouldn't want to go with me. And these kids like, are all the assholes. Crew that he runs yeah. with. Like, it's all the popular kids that are bullies. And so here's where Miss Collins does yet again another well-intentioned but misguided and poorly executed thing. Where she's like trying to tell Carrie like, she's like, okay, well... Um, you are lacking in confidence. Maybe the kids won't pick on you if you're confident. Maybe he um, actually wants to take maybe you. Maybe he actually wants to take you. And she's like, you need to stop walking around with your head, you know, hanging down all the time. Like, okay, I'm following what you're saying. And she goes, maybe put on some mascara, maybe a little lipstick. And mm. it's like, makeup isn't going to solve all her problems, Miss Collins. And maybe also talk about like some of the nicer qualities of her on the inside. Yeah, I don't like it's just again, I think it's just like she's trying to she thinks she's being helpful by like, okay, you need to have some self-confidence and like here's an easier superficial way to do it. It, But it's just not coming across like I think the way she means for it. She kind of gets that across, though, by saying like, wow, I think he like I mean, he probably actually likes you, though. So maybe he does want you for you and he's not doing it for a prank. Except smash cut to her. Yeah. Uh, making Sue and Tommy come to her office. It's like right to the meeting. They're like, okay, so why are you asking Carrie? Like, there's cut the bullshit. What's fat? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, and and Sue's just like, I just wanted her to be involved. I wanted her to have that moment. I took what you said to heart, Miss Collins. Yeah. And Miss Collins is like, bullshit. No student has ever taken what I said to heart. And then even she's kind of mean. She's like, all right, Tommy, don't you think you're gonna look a little bit ridiculous taking Carrie to prom? And then he's like. Uh, Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But Sue gives him a look, and he's like, "Mm." he was very reluctant to accept taking her. By the way, there's like a whole scene where they're kind of like giving each other the cold treatment, and then he's like, "All right, fine, I'll take her." Um, so he goes to Carrie's house, and she won't let him in, and she's like. And he's at full volume again. Not really. I don't think literally nobody in this whole town, for as much as they gossip about the White family, they don't seem to understand the extent of the abuse that is happening behind closed doors, which is very true to life. I think and that it's heartbreaking. None of them want to get to know her mom 
enough to know how much of a piece of shit she is. It wouldn't even matter if they knew. It probably would. Because abusers can be very charming to people that they want to not realize that they're abusers too. True. So, um, yeah. So Carrie eventually only agrees to go to prom with him just to get him to like not invoke her mother's wrath. He says he won't leave until she says yes. So she's like, fine. Yeah. So so he coerces her into a prom date, with not the best look. No, not really. But she is a little bit secretly excited. So yeah, yeah, good for her. Billy and his boys and Chris break into the pig farm, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. We get sad pig squeals. I do like the way it's shot with them walking. And the guy is like, look at all these pigs on the wall here. (laughs) This dude is stoned. Yeah, he's just like mesmerized that they were able to draw pigs on a wall. He's like, wow, how do they fucking think they did this right here? This is crazy. Um, At dinner, Margaret tries to get Carrie to eat some like dessert. And she's like, that'll give me pimples. And she says that pimples are God's way of punishing you. And, what the fuck and I was that? like, God, I must have been a little fucking asshole as a teen then. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and then she um, just straight up throws water on her because what does she even, I, I don't even remember what she said that set her off. Well, because she tells her about prom and her mom's like, no. And she was like, but Tommy's a real nice boy. And she goes, oh, I'm sure he is. And then we get closet time. Yeah, well, um, while throwing water on her face and the candles. Yeah, and then we get kind of like an Evil Dead moment almost where like Carrie is like at a half door and she's like still in prison, but she's hanging <laughs> out and tormenting her mom and she goes, you know, I got powers mm-hmm. and I'm going to that prom. It's fucking awesome yeah. too. I like how she just stands up to her right I here. want her to just have like a little dead-eye laugh. <laughs> well, yeah, her like mom tries to walk away. She uses her powers to shut all the windows real fast. Mm-hmm. I wonder how like how long her mom has known about this shit. I don't know. She made it sound like her dad had it too, but she just her her mom thinks everybody's the devil, so it's kind of hard to take her word for anything. I thought the way that she was talking about her dad is just he was kind of like a drunk asshole that was an alcoholic and he just died. Carrie no, he mentions... ran off with another woman. Yeah, but oh right, okay. But Carrie, I don't think Carrie ever mentions him having the powers, right? No, but her mom said, uh, "It's the devil in you. Your father had it too." But I think she means that like her father had the devil in him. But that's what I, I thought too. I don't Maybe know. he had powers. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So Billy and Chris are setting up a bucket of blood again. No sure, not sure how long before prom it is, but probably too long beforehand for it to not become a big congealed mess. Yeah. Um, Freddie, one of Billy's boys, asks Ernest if he can be part of the prom committee. And Ernest is like, it's the day of prom, dude. He goes, I'll collect the ballots. And he goes, okay, fine. Be here at 630. He goes, I'll be here at 8. It's like, okay. Yeah. This guy is such a pushover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even ask. He's like, I'm counting the ballots. He's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, We see people getting ready for prom and gossiping about Carrie and Tommy going together. Norma's getting her hair done and her fucking hat is on top of the dryer. I love that so much. Uh- it's great. <laughs> it's a great way to include her hat. I like this whole uh, montage, though. Um, you know, Carrie's getting all. She's making her dress. She's uh, testing out like makeup at the store too. She's trying on the most neutral of makeup possible. Like she puts on a lipstick that's the exact same shade as her own lips, and she goes mmm, and immediately mm. wipes it off. Hey, baby steps. I like um the bubbies trying on their taxes the together. Yeah, the whole the whole little weird scene of them speeding up the voices though, and they are like high pitch. I thought that that was an interesting 
weird decision. I like that um, Tommy's ruffles are the exact same texture as his hair. They're very much this. This guy's on ruffles as much as the guy. He is that a ruffle. I, the guy that I went to about my wedding, he's like, you need paisley. Yeah. This guy's like, you need ruffles. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. that same energy. And that guy did not give a fuck when I said, I hate paisley. He was like, shut up. It's not your wedding. Same um, like this guy right here. This guy's like, I hate ruffles. Like, shut up. You're going to look great. Yeah. And we got a tuxedo shirt. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I like that we get to keep that consistent this month. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Okay. <clears throat> so, Carrie. Wears absolutely no bra, and her mom is correct that you can see her dirty pillows, but you can see them. It's Carrie's prerogative. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's fine. Free the nipple. She um, was ahead of her time. <laughs> and her mom starts hurting herself. Um, very much like it feels very much like a manipulation tactic to make Carrie. Oh yeah, like she's definitely done this before. Yeah, and it's um, not working either. <laughs> yeah, and then like Carrie just keeps pushing her down with her telekinesis. I love that. She's just throwing her on the bed. Yeah, like she's pushing her down, but she's still like making sure she lands on the bed. She's still nice to her mom. Yeah. Even though her mom is such an asshole. And her mom's like saying they're all gonna laugh. At like at first she's like, he's not gonna show up. And then he pulls up and she goes, well, they're all gonna laugh at you. Um, And she's like, I'll be home early. Yeah. They pull up to the gym, and she's, like, scared to go in, but Tommy convinces her to go in. One of the girls is being fake nice because by now Chris's plan has, like, you know, a few yeah. people know about it. Yeah, there's, like, a whole scene of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, like, spreading it around, so everybody kind of – not. I don't think everybody knows, but I think, like, the friend Enough group knows. Enough of them, yeah. Um, Norm is wearing her fucking hat at prom. Yes, thank God. I'm glad that she has it in every single scene. Of this yeah, movie. we saw it on the hair dryer, and I was like, I hope she's wearing that fucking thing with her prom <laughs> dress, and she was. <clears throat> so, Sue is at family dinner, and then she says, "What time is it?" And it's eight o'clock. So she runs off because she wants to go see the. Well, we don't know. We don't know why she's running off, but she's like, "I gotta go." See, that is what leads me to believe that she would have been involved. I have no idea why she feels like she would want to be there for the prom king and queen well, moment. And then especially if she didn't know that it was rigged, like why would she assume that Carrie's gonna You wanna watch your boyfriend kiss another woman? Yeah, like Great. It's, okay. It is a little bit confusing yeah. that she wants to be there for that. Um so Tommy's trying to get Carrie to dance and she's like, Well I just want to sit for a minute and Miss Collins comes over to talk to her and um so Bobby or Bobby, not Bobby. Tommy is super uncomfortable too. As soon as he sees her, he's like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> but he's I like his attitude afterwards. Yeah. So like Miss Collins has this whole moment where she's talking about like, you know, prom was magical for her and she's like, Is it magical for you? And Carrie's like, It's you know, like it's I'm around people that hate me and that I hate, but you know, Tommy's nice, so that's cool. I think she's my mom's definitely gonna lock me in the closet when I get home. Like <laughs> yeah. it's what a bad's gonna happen afterwards. She's like, <laughs> magic might not be the word I would use, but yeah, like it's a pretty good night. She's like, here, take this piece of paper. <laughs> crumple it up yeah. pass it on down and then yeah. no um i think that she actually feels like it's kind of magical i think she feels like she's made the turn because she's like i'll never forget it so yeah this is truly i feel like i'm on mars right now that's what she says um and then tommy comes back and say hey what are you doing with my date i think you know, playful miss collins kind of likes that he's seems to genuinely be acting kind yeah, I, I'm a little bit suspicious of him at this point, too. But then he sits down and he actually has like a little bit of playful banter with her. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like maybe he actually is starting to like her. And he was like, are you sure you have to leave so early? And she goes, I promise. And he goes, well, 
you know, there are people going to some place afterwards. And she's like, I understand if you want to meet with your friends. He goes, well, I wanted to see if you wanted to come. And she's like, oh, I've never been there. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. Like she's actually like really excited. And like this is going beyond the prom. You know, it's not just being at the prom with her. He's going beyond the obligation of what he agreed to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, I'm starting to make a turn. Yeah. Um, and they dance. They kiss. And I have to look away from the screen for a solid 60 seconds because it's spinning so much. Okay, I read about this. Okay. Because apparently this it was referred to as like the dizzying effect. And uh, what they did is they had them on a spinning platform themselves. And then the camera operator was on a dolly going the opposite direction. So, and then it speeds up over time. So they just keep going faster and faster. And, like, that's the first time I've ever watched a movie and got motion sick. I was like, oh, I can't actually watch this. I've watched Cloverfield, and I've been fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was extra rough for me because, like, earlier in the day, what was it that you were playing? Halo 3. Halo 3. And I, like, I got so sick watching you play it. And then we watched this, and I was like, God, I'm going to die. For all my Halo 3 peeps out there, kicking some ass on Blackout? Blackout? The remake of Blackout. For all his Halo 3 peeps out there, make fun of him for not knowing what it's called. <laughs> Blackout! <laughs> I'm still not confident. <laughs> okay. So everybody's got their ballots for King and Queen, and Carrie and Tommy are on there. What? Yeah. And he's like, let's vote for ourselves. And she's like, let's not do that. He goes, to hell with false modesty. I like it. I yeah. like his attitude. Yeah. Um. Oh. <laughs> I just wrote, Maggie's angry at produce. Oh, my um, God. She's so angry yeah. at it. She is <laughs> chopping this carrot to the point that there's no more carrot and she's just chopping. Yeah, she's she's pureed it. Yeah. With the knife. It is now a juice. Yeah. It is evaporated. Uh, so Chris tells Billy that the vote is rigged. She calls him some favors. Um, and we see, like, Norma is collecting all the ballots and she throws them away and they pull out, like, a set of different ballots. Mm-hmm. And Tommy and Carrie are announced as the winners. And they've got this nice slow motion walk to the stage. And she's so teary-eyed. Yeah. She's so happy. And, like, this is, again, where you're seeing it from her eyes where she feels like people are actually cheering for her. She genuinely – I think she I think heightens people actually every are. emotion. Um, yeah. We're maybe seeing this from her perspective here. Because, like, personally, in high school, I wouldn't give a shit. Who fucking cares who's the prom king and queen? But my best friend was prom queen our senior did you, year. Well, you so probably I was, cared. Yeah, I was happy for her. I didn't give a shit. Fuck it. Especially because like some of the other like candidates like actively campaigned for it, which is just so I don't that feel like weird. that's a thing you should campaign for. It's just weird. Yeah, it is a little bit. But um, yeah, she's having a good time up there. Everything's going nice. Um, you see underneath the stage though that Chris and Billy are hiding under there, and they got a rope. And I'm going to give some mad props to the cinematographer here because the way that this shot goes mm-hmm. is so fucking cool. It slowly tracks the rope and then it pans all the way up to the top of the stage and then you see the bucket of blood. And, and we're getting man. some of this beautiful music again mm-hmm. where like we've got this nice dreamlike beautiful music and every time it cuts to the uh, bucket we get like a doo-doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get like nervous because it's... 
It's barely on there. You know what's coming, but like you're just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I think that's. People seem to have an issue, and that was part of my absurd how long it takes this thing to drop. But I think it's great for building suspense because you know it's gonna happen, and it's so painful watching it just like be up there while she's down there like accepting the crown and like waving and crying and sue's backstage and she seems to be genuinely excited for Mm -hmm. them like you're watching this and you're like oh is she like again is she in on this and she seems excited she doesn't seem upset when they kiss and then you're still kind of like on the fence but then she notices the rope and she looks horrified and you're like oh no she's not in on it i was I was still kind of confused. I was like, does she, is she in on it? Or is she just like watching? But then I was kind of like, eh, maybe she's, she's not. She's back on up. She sees the bucket up there. So she follows the other end and she's going to go try and stop Chris and Billy. Mm-hmm. But Miss Collins sees her and Miss Collins, you know, swore a blood oath against Sue at the beginning of this movie. Like, Who the fuck am so I gonna she's slap? like, you get out of here. And she's like <laughs> pulling her away and it's slow motion and it kind of makes me think of Miss Congeniality where she's like trying to get the crown off of Cheryl at the end and she's being pulled <laughs> yeah. back by the security guards. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, if I don't bring it back to Twilight, I'm going to bring it back to Miss Congeniality. That's it's what I do. Famine. That's yeah. what I bring to the show. Uh- <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, I, I get it. But at the same time, yeah, I kind of feel bad for Sue here because, yeah, she's just being drug out. And then the bucket drops. <laughs> now, here is definitely one thing that bothers me about this. Yeah. So the bucket drops, and there's not a ton of blood on her. And every time we come back to her, there's more and more blood. But it's like there's only a single bucket. Okay. So I read that Sissy Spacek insisted on not getting the blood off of her changing for the three days it took to film this. So maybe they kept coating more blood on her to do that, but she refused to do that. She would just go back and just, yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too, that always bothers me with that initial shot of the blood, and it doesn't, like, really cover her that much. That's probably much more realistic to what would actually happen. Yeah, it's just, like, a little gloopy on her. But but, in the book... It's described she's just completely head to toe, head to toe, and then she opens her eyes, and her eyes are like white in the sea of red. Like that's how it's described in the book. I had a very specific visual in my head of it, and the first time that I watched this, I'm like, look, the build up to this scene is amazing. Like the whole, like all of this happening, and it's still a gut punch, but like, I had this specific imagery in my head for so long, and it's um, like, oh. Seeing that, you're a little bit disappointed. Yeah. I think that the imagery would be cool, but I think, you know, it's not the amount of blood, it's the fact that it happened. Yeah. That is upsetting. And well, and then, like I said, every shot we get of her, she's more and more yeah. covered, and it's like, how is this happening? <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, so she's freaking out. Everybody's stunned. And um, then Norma starts laughing, and then Ned. She's, like, the only one laughing. Everybody else is kind of like, this is fucked up. And then the bucket falls and knocks Tommy out, and now, for some reason, they're all laughing? You can see Tommy, though, is upset. He's pissed off, and he's, like, shouting. You don't get any audio because it's just, like, muted at this point. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, he was clearly not in on it. Yeah. Now he's injured, got Mm -hmm. knocked out by the bucket. And, uh, yeah, this is where all hell breaks loose. So she slams all the doors shut, and people are realizing they can't get out, and she pulls out the fire hose, and she's just blasting some kids Ooh. down oh yeah 
And everything is like red tinged right now too, mm -hmm. which I think is just a really nice shot. It's a very literal interpretation of seeing red. Yeah, I love the split screen shots of this too. Yeah, it's almost like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. Where she's like just seeing all of like the horror of what's just happened to her. And she yeah. just, you know. They originally filmed pretty much most of this entire thing in split screen like that, but he did not like the way that it looked, so he just chose the parts that looked good. Okay. But it, I feel like it's iconic. It's the poster, too. Like, it's just like that split screen. Yeah. Yeah. She causes um, the principal and somebody else to get electrocuted. And I think it's the teacher that, like, was being shitty about her critique. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so she causes them to be electrocuted, <laughs> and then it starts an electric fire around the gym. Um, Miss Collins gets killed because she's like, Carrie, stop. Like, somehow she knows that this is Carrie. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody comes to the conclusion that Carrie did this, even though, like... She's stuck on the stage. If you, she's covered in blood. Like, mo I guess it's the way that she's looking. Like everywhere she looks, like something happens. But uh, yeah, like there's like a whole thing that just kind of collapses and falls on top of Miss mm -hmm. Collins and kills her. Um, and then like once all of the chaos is done, Carrie just walks out. Like it's all so catastrophic, but so quick as you know happens with. You know, most major catastrophes like how it, many, it can be really quick. How many people do you think? Do you think most like people got out, or do you think they're all just trapped in the fire? I in there? think they all die. That's fucked up. There's a kill count on this. Oh, is there? Yeah. Let's, okay. Let's see what James A. Janice says. Yeah. So she walks home, and as she's walking home, because um, Chris and Billy had run out before all of this happened. Yeah. Yeah. They got out of there before mm -hmm. they could get killed. Um. So they are driving and they're going to try and hit her, but she turns around and flips their car and just causes um, it to explode. Yeah, much just... like Slick's van in Prop <laughs> Exactly <laughs> like Slick's van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so then she goes home and her house is just filled with lit candles and a sense of doom. How do you have so many candles? I it is an absurd amount of candles. It's crazy. And she just, she gets in the bath and she just cries. But it's creepy when she walks up there. Yeah. And she, like, there's, like, what is like, mannequins or something where they're, like, wearing outfits and... Dress form. Sure. That's, yeah, that's what it's called. I believe you. Okay. And, uh, like, right behind the door, her mom was just waiting there posing as a mannequin. But yeah, she's in there taking a bath. And then she gets out and she's calling for her mom. But then her mom sneaks up behind her. And she's like, they did laugh at me, mom. She's like, please hold me. And she's like, she just wants comfort. As shitty as her mom has been to her and as much as she stood up to her and said that it was going to be a nice night, like it wasn't a nice night. And she just, she just wants her mom. Yeah, even, even though she's she a piece of shit. She just wants her mom. And... Her mom tells her how her father raped her um, and like that's also really sad to hear like as much as you hate Margaret it's like oh I don't want shitty things to happen to people even shitty people you know what I mean yeah no um, I, yeah it's not cool um, <laughs> yeah they were like having a whole relationship where like they weren't having sex at all and, and then he got drunk yeah. one night. Yeah. So that Licked happened. Looked at her lustfully. Yeah. 
And yeah, this is one of those things. Uh, it's weird. She's talking about how like she liked it and she hates herself for it. And I think she holds this kind of resentment about the whole experience towards Carrie because she's a product of it. Yeah. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. And you know, and she's she's like, let's pray one last time. Carrie doesn't catch the one last time. She's just like, yes, mom, I will pray with you. Then will you please hold me? Because I'm I. I am a sad child, and I want to cry on my mother's shoulder. Yeah, okay. We're going to stop with the whole praying shit. You're going to be nice to me now. Okay, cool. I can get yeah. on board with this. Yeah, and then as they're there, her mom stabs her, and she's just so shocked, and she falls back on the stairs. Piper Laurie's right. Like, how could you mistake this for a drama when it's clearly a comedy? You I know what I mean? Like, know. <laughs> what the fuck was she thinking like, with that? She still refers to it as a black comedy. What? <laughs> I don't get it. But, yeah, she... Uh, Chases Carrie and tries to finish her off, but Carrie uses her telekinesis to take all kinds of knives. Every utensil in this kitchen. It's basically like the Michael Myers from Halloween Kills approach. Yeah. Like, I'm going to test all these knives on you. Now, I don't know if you caught this. The way she's pinned up in the like doorway. Jesus and, and all of the knives that are in her, it matches creepy Jesus in the closet. Mm-hmm. It's the same statue that Carrie's always been forced to stare at. I didn't know it was the Yeah, exact it's the pose. exact same pose, and the knives are in all the exact same spots. Wow. Yeah. So she did that intentionally. I don't know if it was necessarily intentional or if it was just, yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's that's there. And um, she's sad that her mom is dead. Yeah, she like um, runs over to her and unpins her and just grabs her and holds her and starts um, crying. The house collapses. Yeah, it just catches on fire and it starts sinking into the ground. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, is she actually like going to hell? Maybe. At this point, because like, what if her mom was right this whole time and it was actually Satan and she's like, all right, Satan's like, all right, you did it, come home. <laughs> all right, <laughs> good, it's time. Good, good job, Carrie. <laughs> you killed her. <laughs> I mean, because it's just straight up sinking into the ground while it's burning. That seems like a very much like hell type of thing to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we cut to the Snell household. Um, Mrs. Snell is on the phone with Betty. She said, thank God it's you. I've been getting calls from reporters all day. She goes, no, I didn't let her go to the funeral. I just figured it would be too much. So... Definitely Tommy died. All of her friends died. Oh, yeah. Like, so there's been a lot of funerals. She was like, we're just going to leave for a little bit, um, get away from all of this. Meanwhile, Sue is in presumably a drugged up sleep state. She's definitely got like. Well, she said on the phone, like the doctor said she's doing fine. She's sleeping more than she should be. But the doctor said that's to be expected. Yeah. So, yeah, it cuts to her and she's having a dream. And she's going to go lay flowers on Carrie's grave. Yeah. And even her little cardboard cross has been graffitied. I'm confused by this because it's also there's also a for cell sign. Yeah. That have been outside of their house the whole time. The whole oh, is movie. that the same one? I yeah. thought like somebody was like trying. I saw. I thought that was the neighbor's house. Okay. Okay. I thought in this instance right here, they're like trying to sell it, but also it's the grave. So like you're buying a house, but you're also getting like a grave. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. But yeah, mm-hmm. as she's laying the flowers, that's when. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Grabs her. It's scary. It is a pretty scary ending, and then it cuts to her waking up and freaking out. Yeah, that's a that's an impactful ending for sure. Yes, it's I mean, it's been reproduced so many times at this point, you know. Yeah. Okay. And that's the end of the movie. So Jesse, how do you feel about it after talking about it? 
I feel pretty good about it. I will bump it up to a nine. Nine. Okay, cool. I still think that um, I wish we'd seen a little bit, a little bit more of the buildup, mm-hmm. just so you can feel so much of the despair. But I think one of the things this movie does really well is that, yeah, we've got this mass murder scene, right? But that's not the horrifying part of this movie. Yeah, it's not all just like killing, but there's a lot of psychological what, elements yeah, to it. Yeah, that is not what the horror of this movie is. And I like that we don't linger on that scene because as, as you know, high a body count as it is, and as I'm sure expensive as it was to shoot, like it's over very quickly. And I like that yeah. so much of the horror in this movie is everything else. I got to be honest, though. Like I know a lot of tragic shit and innocent people died there but in a sense it was very satisfying to see her yeah just go all out and just like scorched earth fuck you guys you guys have been terrible to me i'm just i'm done with it you guys are gonna again i don't want shitty things to happen to shitty people but the catharsis that you kind of feel on carrie's end where she was gonna snap at some point anyway yeah it's great. Yeah. I, it felt like you, it, The story was told very well to get us to that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah you feel... Yeah, you shouldn't feel good about it, but you kind of do. Um, yeah, I'm keeping mine at a 10. Okay. So we went up to a 9.5. Nice. Um, Talia was mostly sleepy during this movie, but she was, like, having very active dreams. Um, she had a little bit of a tantrum. After we paused for dinner at the one hour mark. Yes, she, she did. She threw all the pillows off the couch. She wanted to throw you off the couch. We got uh, <laughs> we pulled out a very special blankie that I had as a child and I passed down to her. We passed down to her today. Or not today, like yesterday. Washed it, put it on there. It she used to be her couch. kennel blankie, but she yeah. doesn't use her kennel anymore. So Got on the couch and threw that. Right off onto the ground. All of her toys. All of her toys all off down. on the ground. Her pillow, down. She your ran pillows, out of, she tried to knock those down. <laughs> she ran out of targets and looked in my direction. She's like, you're next. <laughs> she <laughs> ran over me and the headbutted my pillows out of the floor. <laughs> so yeah, she's like, all right, fuck you too. She had her own carry moment, I think. Yeah. I think she was like, this is the scene right here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, all that said, I think Ty gives it an eight. Okay, yeah. I think she, she liked she it. She was like, yeah, I feel that anger. Um, Zoe? I maybe she was in the room for about half the movie. She was in and out. Yeah, she missed all of the explosions. Yeah, that that's the thing. She did miss the explosions. Like she, like I said, she was in and out. I like lean more towards she missed more of it than she saw, though. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Okay, who did you relate to? Um, hmm. Who did I relate to? That's a really good question in this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, because either you get somebody who had some severe trauma done to them was, or somebody that was shitty, basically. I'm going to say Miss Collins for the fact of like wanting to help somebody, but maybe not necessarily always doing it in the right way. Okay. Um, Your heart's in the right place. Yeah, 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 because I've definitely had those experiences before. Right, okay. Um, hmm. For me, I um, God, it, it, it is kind of tough to pick one here. I'm gonna go with Tommy for the fact that um, he he revealed to Carrie that 
he, he plagiarized his poem. He plagiarized his poem, which, you know, I thought at that point when he was saying that, he was going to reveal, by the way, I plagiarized my poem. You like something that I didn't even do? Because, like, the whole time she kept asking, why did Why you- did you take me? And he's like, you like my poem. I don't know. Um, he's like, by the way, I didn't write it. I was like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? But, um, no, I had the same thing happen to me in my middle school uh, reading class. We had the, uh, was it, Scholastic? Uh, Scholastic Book Fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Um, we had this uh, thing where you were forced to, like, read a book, and then you had to take a test on it. Oh, Accelerated Reader. That's it. And uh, I was like, you want to take my test for me? This guy offered to do all kinds of our tests, and he did that, and we got busted. When I moved in elementary school, I was in the middle of the fourth Harry Potter book, which was worth 32 points if you got a perfect score on Accelerated Reader. And we had like class competitions and my class was just really sad that they were going to lose out on all my points. Wow. Well, it was a Harry Potter book that he took the test (laughs) on for me. So (laughs) yeah. Um, Okay. Dream sequel. What do we want to happen after this? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you do a sequel to this? How has there not been a sequel to this? There has been. There has? Yeah. Carrie 2? Yeah. I don't know what happens in it, but I know it exists. Um, Let's see. Sue Snell goes on to be like a not shitty adult, but she has a shitty kid, and she has to watch these things happen from this. Or No, she's got two kids. One of them's a Carrie. One of them's a Chris, and she's oh. got to watch this dynamic go down between them. I like that. One of them is like, um, like the Carrie is like a reserved kid that yeah, yeah. doesn't do well in school, and the other one's like a jock athlete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a popular kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's great. I like that idea. Okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, okay, so now it is time for a new tagline. Do we have a new tagline for this? Go ahead. What you got? Going to the prom with Carrie is buckets of fun. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I kind of like that, actually. What? This prank was just one drop in the bucket. You're on the right track with it. I like what you're saying. I'm not coming up with anything on my end, though. Okay, we're going with that. Which one? I think the first one you did was better. Problem with Carrie's buckets of fun? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now it's time for internet reviews. Yay. Um, so this was reviewed back in 2011. Okay. They gave it a 2 out of 10. It's titled Drawn Out, Irritating, and Disappointing. Oh, boy. Okay. So strap in. This isn't a super long one, but it's not quick. I had been greatly looking forward to watching this one for a long time, and after finally doing so, I honestly can't see what people like so much about this drawn-out, stupid, annoying, wet flannel of a horror film. For an allegedly famous scary movie, it took so long to get to any sort of horror, it was a joke. It wouldn't have been so bad if the build-up content was interesting, but what we have instead is childlike garbage dialogue from John Travolta and Nancy Allen's character, along with comedy, slap noise, and school ground insults. Most of this movie felt like a spoof to me. And a repulsively irritating mother who will definitely prevent me from re-watching the film. Everyone knows that it is going... Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yes. 
Was this review written by Piper Laurie? I, I'm starting to think because this is kind of is very much in line with what she was saying. Everyone knows what is going to happen at the end by the poster or the DVD cover. So by the time the slow mo bucket scene at the prom is dragging out along with at a snail's pace, I was virtually screaming out, "Just pull the rope already!" Of course, the only highlight of the film following this scene, all of the destruction revenge bits, went so quickly compared to the rest of the picture that I felt robbed. The only savior came at the very last scene, when even when I'd guessed what was coming, it still made me jump a little. Truly a below-average movie, which I'm sure could have been filmed much better had someone else directed the Stephen King story. After seeing so much praise for this, I am very, very disappointed. I think that's a person, like we were talking about before, that doesn't recognize the psychological horror aspects of yeah. what was going on before. To some people, I guess I can see that being over the top and unrealistic, but... <clears throat> I mean, like from we've, this... we've definitely had movies before where I've been like, no, I don't even think the horror is the killing, the horror is the other things, and you're like, no, the horror in this movie is definitely the killings. Like, yeah, we've yeah. had movies where we've disagreed on that before. Yeah, sure. Um, I can see it being slow for people if they, yeah. if they don't connect with that. And again, if you've never dealt with the fundamentalist, then it's hard to understand that that's not um, far off from how they be doing. That is how they be. Yeah. That is definitely how it is. Um, it's, I mean, this movie isn't really that inaccurate with the depiction. Just. I mean, I wasn't even like, <laughs> let me put this, the paper crumpling thing, that wasn't even coming from like a fundy. Like that was just, you know, like the, the <laughs> norm. The yeah. That system. was just like, yeah, no, this is, <laughs> this is what Texas. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the reasonable take on it. So <laughs> can you imagine raising your hand like, OK, what's sex? Sex is like a crumpled piece of paper. <laughs> like, if you're a girl. If you're a girl. If yeah. you're a guy, you can have the whole ream of printer paper and it's fine. Yeah. You just get a new sheet. Just yeah. It's you fine. just keep crumpling that shit and tossing it into the garbage yeah. bin. Because once they're done, once you've done it one time, they're done. Yeah. Yeah can't have sex with can't two jizz times. in the same paper twice nah. <laughs> yes yeah. like my granddaddy used to say yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and yeah kind of like what you were saying before um the ending it does kind of go by really fast but like i don't know i think that i think that's brilliant on brian de palma's part i think so to too. like not linger on that because that is not what the horror of it is meant to be yeah, I, I agree. And even at the end, too, like the whole standoff between her and her mom, that's fucking creepy, too. She is hiding, waiting for her to come home, and then she gets her in, like, a false sense of security and stabs her in the back. Literally, literally stabbing her child in the back. Yeah. It's messed up, man. But uh, you know what? If it's too slow, it's kind of like what we were talking about with Prom Night last week. That movie was a lot of buildup to a fun end of the movie but a whole lot of not horror and there are plenty of people who say that's a classic and probably think our review of it's ridiculous so you know it to each their own yeah really and truly i if this isn't the movie for you i guess i understand and respect that um i mean i do understand and respect that yeah. i don't personally have the same experience with it but that's what's great about movies that's that's it yeah everybody can have different opinions about it doesn't make it invalid if you don't think that this is a good movie. Okay, but moving on, I've got some listener reviews. Over on Twitter, Tyler, he says, 
I watched this movie for the first time in like high school when my dad showed it to me. It genuinely terrified me, but mainly Piper Laurie's performance got me. It felt over the top, but real. This movie is a classic easily. There we go. See? Yes. He's saying the same thing. Like, yeah, it's over the top, but like, it's definitely coming from a real place. Yes, absolutely. Movies for Days says, Positively engrossing and beautiful. Expert in its drama and terror. Both Sissy Spacek and Piper Laurie give tour de force performances. The cinematography is fearless and daring. One of the absolute best King adaptations. It's a vibe the likes of which we don't get much anymore. I agree. I am... Um, I I do think movies today would be scared to go that long without like the main thing happening. I think you're right. I wonder, did the remake kind of build more of like the horror beforehand? Did she do other stuff? I don't know. I think we're just gonna. Unfortunately, we're not gonna have to watch watch it. We're not. We're not gonna have to. No. (laughs) No. We're gonna have to listen to them try and tell us that (laughs) Chloe Grace Moretz is not fucking adorable. Yeah. Um, well, and here's the thing, too. Wait. I think Sissy Spacek is a total babe, and they I was, try and act like she's super ugly in this movie. I was going to say, too, like, I, she's not unattractive at all. She's yeah. a very pretty girl. Well, and I hear people say that's why the remake doesn't work, is because, you know, they keep casting attractive actresses. And I'm like, I'm sorry, have you seen Sissy? Yeah. I mean... She makes me think of, like, the girls on Top Model that, like, people are like... E- they all said that I can't be a model because I'm too tall and too skinny and too freckly. And it's like, oh, so you're beautiful? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're great. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to love you. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't get that take either. Um, okay. And the final one on Instagram, we have Tucker. He says, a truly moving coming-of-age film, a bloody good time with great performances and effects that were truly ahead of their time. Nine out of ten. Okay. Yeah, the performances were great. But um, the it effects were really good, too. A lot of care went into this movie, and it's obvious. Yeah, I went on to check this guy's IMDb to see what else he did, and he's kind of all over the place. He didn't really stick with horror. He did that one... Um, I can't even remember what it's called. Uh, I know which one you're talking about the because we saw like, the same documentary. Yeah, about it. yeah, Body Double or something like that. I don't yeah. remember. Um, Where they pulled like a lot of interesting cinematography yeah that too yeah. yeah i think that one is kind of more what people refer to as like a modern day jalo or something i don't remember but um i would like to watch it but yeah this movie was made super super well and there's not really a lot that i could see that i would change or do differently i i was caught off guard with how much i like it i am the type that i I've talked to you many times that i'm sick of like stephen king adaptations because i think that's done to death and i I, a lot of the ones that I've watched have not exactly been good. Like Carrie, and whenever we watched the Pet Cemetery remake, um, it Chapter One was good, Chapter Two not so much. But um, you know, I this right here made me be like, wow, okay, that was really good. I'm I could see myself watching some more Stephen King adaptations now. Okay. Okay. Only if they're well done. I think you'd like The Mist. I want to watch Maximum Maximum Overdrive. Maximum. Maximum. Yeah, Maximum Overdrive. Um, the Mist. Um, I would watch that too. Are you talking about the one 
That's it was like made in the two thousands. Yeah, one that famously gave a better ending. Yeah, that's what everybody says about that one. Yeah, I would watch it. it. It's a total fucking gut punch compared to the ambiguity of the novella. All right, so that's it for this week's episode, y'all. So uh, what's next, Jesse? Scream four. Scream four is Scream next, four. y'all. Um, not fully um, a prom movie, but we can refer to it as the after party. This is the it's, after party. Yeah. Screamathon is the after party. Yeah. Um, so currently, you can watch it on YouTube Primetime, Stores, Hulu Premium, YouTube TV Premium, Sling TV Premium, Prime Premium, Philo Premium, or you can rent it from Google Play, Redbox, or Vudu. Um, sometimes it's on Paramount Plus. Sometimes it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's on those right now. Um, I'm so fucking excited to talk about that one. Scream 4 is, um, I don't. I'm curious to see where most people land with that one because I I know it's divisive amongst the fan base, but I love it. Yeah, that's it's definitely a, a weird one in the series. So I'm excited to talk about it, excited to watch it again. Um, y'all watch it and then let us know how you think or yes. how you feel about it, so we can talk about you on the episode. Yeah. Um, and yeah. You know where we are. You got our socials. Yeah, we did um, all that at the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, come hang out over there. You can drop your reviews over there and um, you can give us suggestions like Nikki did for this episode. Yeah. Once again, happy birthday, yeah. Nikki. Happy birthday. Thank you for suggesting this because I yes. had a great time with this movie. Thank you for introducing me to this movie. And um, yeah, this is a good time talking about it. I hope right. you have a good birthday. Yep. All right. Um, until next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! My foot's asleep. Oh boy! Wake it up! It's awake now. Wake up! (laughs) Okay.